Welcome to the Adonis Index Podcast. I'm John Barber, and with me is Mike Sarantola, and he placed in our last contest. But um, we were just talking, and Mike's transformation's bigger than what we just captured in the contest. And that actually happens a lot, where people have started, and the, the contest is a 12-week contest, but um, really we just capture the last 12 weeks, or at least one of the 12 weeks of people's transformation. So um, let's talk about your whole... Let's go back to when you, when it all started, like when you started, I guess, losing weight, and because that's a that's a more that's a really impressive story, like to see a, a bigger change, because obviously there's somebody out there who has to make just as big of a change, so they'll definitely want to hear about it. Oh yeah, um, I guess the the light switch has to go off in your head for you to actually start to do something. Mm-hmm. I, I can't even say the countless times people would like have one-on-ones, oh my god, it's dangerous, you're getting too big. And uh, when I went to see my first doctor, like at 18 after my pediatrician, my f- family doctor. Yeah, so you're 18 years old at this point. Yeah, I just turned 18. Yeah. And she weighed me and she's like, oh, okay, you're 315 pounds. And, and how tall are you? Uh, I'm 5'11". Okay. So, she was really old and I guess really blunt and she said, if you want to live to see your 30th birthday, you should start doing something now. Wow, that's pretty, that is blunt. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. Time to, I guess, start doing something. And, uh, (laughs) actually, I had tried to go to a gym first and... I was using the treadmill and stuff, but obviously I was totally not into it. Uh, I was super self-conscious. I didn't want to be around people sweating and doing activity at that size. Mm-hmm. So um, a friend had called me up and he said, hey, I just lost 15 pounds. And I was like, okay, how? And he laughed and he's like, it's a game on the PlayStation. It's a, that dance dance revolution yeah. game. And I laughed, and I'm like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah. He's like, well, you look like a retard in your own house, but no one's there, right? (laughs) So you just, yeah, why not, right? I was like, okay. So I bought it, and I started, and I really felt silly at first, but I played for about an hour a day on one of the highest difficulties, and after three months, I was at 250. Wow. Did you did you do 85 pounds? I was come on. Like, did you do anything with your diet? Uh I honestly no, I had no idea about the calories back then, anything I would eat. I mean, I'm sure I tried to make healthier and more conscious dishes decisions, but nothing like I do now. Right, right. Well, that that's that's really good progress. That's a good start. Yeah, so I was like, oh, I'm going to go back to my doctor and show her and be like, oh, in your face, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I went and she weighed me and she was the one who had said, oh, you lost 85 pounds. Yeah. And I had like a smile from ear to ear and she's yeah. like, meh, it's a good start. I was like, okay, so, you know, she's hard to impress. And uh, then the winter came and I slacked off a bit and gained like 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. I wasn't playing as much and I still didn't go to a gym. And then that summer I started, uh, I got myself a gym membership and I started going with a friend of mine because I was still too scared to go alone. Mm -hmm. Is this one year later or like you're 19 now or? 
I'm around like 20 at this time. Okay, sure. And uh, I met with a naturopath mm -hmm. who needed website work because I work in web and graphic mm -hmm. design. So uh, she asked me how much my rate is, and we agreed on an exchange of services that I would make her website, and she would start to train me. So she started to teach me about nutrition a bit and gave me this authorized food list and I started piecing together how everything slowly started to make sense. Mm -hmm. And uh, for two weeks she had me eat right until I started training and then I had lost about 10 pounds in those two weeks. Mm -hmm. She's like, so now you know that it's not just about exercise, it's about nutrition as well. And that's mm -hmm. you know, the another light switch went off. Yeah, so that's that's the next sort of critical piece of information you prove it to yourself. Yeah, because I thought, okay, I'm 250 now. I've still been trying, you know, to work out, but I'm I felt like plateauing with that. Yeah. But no at idea. that point, you you basically did it at least consciously just with exercise, so you may have believed or you may have convinced yourself all it is is exercise, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, it takes a lot of work. You have to run and and, and. I was still really lazy and mm -hmm. had endurance. So uh, about, I don't know, five, six months of editing her website, I got free training twice a week mm -hmm. in her private gym and I started to pick up on some of the exercises in the form and it was really good since I had a one-on-one -on -one teacher with some form ex exercises. Mm -hmm. yeah, After, that's, that's very valuable. Yeah, it was a good basis since I had like zero experience ever. Mm -hmm. And after I finished dealing with her, I kind of had, well, I had this friend online who is looking into be, becoming a certified trainer, and he's one of those heavy lifters who can, you know, squat, deadlift over 300 pounds. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So he started to give me a, a general 5 by 5 type yep. of workout three days a week, kind of like ABA and BAB with just bench press, incline bench, and squats and deadlifts. And that's what I was doing on and off for about two years until last year when Jesse, who actually placed fourth in the Venus Index last contest. Oh, Jesse Tribbiano. Yeah. She, she introduced me to the Adonis Index on my birthday last year. Oh, cool. And I was like, okay, I'm going to buy myself a birthday gift. And I got the 3.1 and MBF and Eat, Stop, Eat. And... One year later, now I made more progress in this last year than I did in the last seven. But it's, it's great. Yeah, so the total transformation then, I obviously wouldn't have even known your ratios back then, right? So, like, you're. No, but when I was at my largest, I was wearing a size 44 to 46 jeans, and now I'm in a 32. Yeah, that's impressive, dude. That's so, that's so good. Um, well, how do you feel about that? Uh, amazing. I have a friend, uh, she's about five feet, maybe four foot eleven, and she took one of my longest pairs of jeans when I was big mm -hmm. and cut them down the middle, and each of my leg is like a skirt for her. <laughs> and to see that is just, that's been a really long way. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. So, I mean, would you, do you, obviously you have a whole new set of clothes, do you, do you keep anything as like one indication of what it was or did you get rid of it all? I got rid of most of it because I didn't want something like a safety net. 
Yeah, exactly. To fall back on. Mm-hmm. But uh, once I started to transform this much, I guess, I had caught my dad's interest and I started to kind of motivate him into doing the same type of Adonis lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And uh, since September, he's lost 60 pounds and I've been kind of giving him my old clothes from when I was like 200. Oh, right, yeah. 260 and now he's 200, so we're kind of doing the switch. Yeah, yeah, he's working his way through the ranges and then he'll he'll need a new set at some point too. So, oh, well, that's, that's a great story. So you... Now, do people ask you, like, once you do big changes, are always people coming up asking? Like, you go to a gym now, right? Yeah, I've been at the same gym for about three years, and recently I've been going about, like, anywhere from five to seven times a week. Right, and the people obviously saw you change over that time. Is there... Do you get questions now? They know. Actually, me and my dad are are the type of people who go there with the workouts and we write down everything after every set. Yeah. They're the type of people who kind of stop and be like, oh, it's okay, we believe you, you don't have to write everything down, we know you're working. And they joke about the fact that, you know, we're the ones who are in there and we write everything down and keep a journal. No. But, why do they say it that way? That doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know. This this one guy was We just, believe you. You're not doing it for them. You're doing it for yourself. Yeah. I guess, like, some... Some younger kid asked me why I did that, and I told him, well, now I can look back and see whether I'm increasing in weights, you know, or staying the same. Right, yeah. It's like, oh, that's that's actually a good idea. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah, if you, I mean, you have to really know your, st- I mean, tracking's always good. I mean, like, a, you have to be pretty, pretty experienced and pretty, like, once you're, like, you know, 10 years into training, you know your body so well, you've gained enough strength that you can kind of just go by off of feel in your head. But once, until you get like really, really that far in, it makes sense to track things because it'll still be, the adaptation will still be big enough that it's worth tracking. For sure. And I mean, it's, it's still good to see where I'm coming from because I don't find I still have, you know, as much experience as people who've been lifting for years of their life so it's so good for me to kind of yeah and it's motivating it's motivating too yeah for sure i try to play a game and try to go up every two weeks and see that i can beat myself and stuff yeah well it's totally worth doing also well i would also depending like how far along you go you you do understand that at some point strength won't strength will go up less right like it'll it'll go up at at a slower rate but that doesn't mean you're not progressing it's just like you have to view yeah. aggregate strength. Right? I'm sure you've heard heard me talk about that. Yeah, and I just have to, you know, convince the voice in your head that it's okay. Yeah, well, I, and I constantly run into people asking me that. They're like, "Oh, but how come? You know, shouldn't I be trying to get stronger in this lift or that?" But it's, you know, strength is specific to that exact lift and that exact rep range. So, just you have to be aware not to get sidetracked thinking you have to always be stronger in every lift. Yeah, um, it's just overall strength. I think I've come to terms with that. I I had a friend I met who I haven't seen in five years, and he was like, holy shit, what happened? So I explained to him what I was doing, and then he's like, oh, so how much can you bench press? I was like, oh, if I'm doing, you know, five reps, I can go up to 180 maybe. And he was like, that's it? Like, how do you look like that? Like, in the sense of, wow, you should be lifting so much heavier. Yeah, yeah, people are just... Yeah, they're just distorted. I don't, I don't, uh, I never lift that heavy, so I don't, I don't, you don't have to. It's, 
It's like once you get to a certain strength limit, it doesn't have any effect anymore. That's but then people people think it's just straight like they don't understand total work done. So it's like sets times reps times weight. So if you can do yeah, if you can go heavier but you only get a few reps out of it, that you've done less total work. So it's sort of it sort of defeats the whole purpose and at least from a muscle gaining standpoint. Yeah, you might be able to tell someone you lifted one rep heavier, but so what? Yeah. But, um, but that's good that you've resolved that in your mind. Like some people fall into that trap for years, like years. They're just chasing a strength number. It's because of the podcast, that whole permission to lift light one really, you know. And I mean, my goal is different from other people's goals. I know that other people want to do it for strength and and to get heavier, but I'm, I guess I'm just satisfied at the point I'm at from where I was, so I'm fine with what I lift. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, I'm I'm pretty unimpressive in the gym. Like I don't I don't lift a whole lot, so I don't understand whatever. I guess it's just at this point I I've long since just don't care about it. But uh and me and Pilon have figured out that when we get to a certain weight, no matter how many times we get back to that weight, that's when we start getting injured. So you're just gonna find an upper limit that you get injured. Like it's almost very few people just get stronger and stronger and nothing goes wrong. Like, there is an upper limit that we all hit that, and I've never met anyone who hasn't, who's lifted really heavy, who hasn't arrived at that limit, and the problem when you get to that limit isn't, there's there's no part of your body that teaches you, it's, you get hurt. That's how you know when you're at your limit, you get hurt. So, it's, and it happens to all of us who've, who've chased that strength goal, so it's good that you've never even fallen down that, that path because it, the only way to know you've got there is by getting hurt. So, and then you're out of the gym for weeks, and then that's even weeks, weeks, months. Like some of those injuries are long time to heal. So it's. Uh, there, go ahead. There was someone in my gym this week who I haven't seen in a while, and you know I was like, "Hey, I haven't seen you in a while. You used to be there every day." He's like, "Yeah, I got hurt. I was. Uh, I started to bench three plates on each side, and then the guy who was helping me spot." didn't lift when I told him to and I tore something in my shoulder. Oh. Okay. I'm happy never trying to lift three plates on each No, no, I hear you. So that's a very that's a very common message or a very common story to hear about guys trying to trying to lift too heavy. Very very few guys without drugs can get to that that level. That's like that's like really strong. Very few guys can actually get there. And that's a lot of dedication too. And and the guy who can do that he doesn't necessarily look that much better or different than the guy who doesn't doesn't lift that much. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, as far as dieting goes. Okay, so um, as far as dieting goes, did you do any fasting or no? Yes, I I kind of only eat one meal a day now because if I eat in the morning or anytime I eat, it just opens up my hunger for the. Re- remainder of the day so I so, so whenever the first meal happens it's, it's on yeah so you might as well shove the first meal further back into the day exactly so I eat around like 7 30 or 8 at night mm-hmm. and I can go on all day without eating so I'm kind of doing a anywhere from a 28 to 24 hour fast the five days a week mm-hmm. and then the weekend is always a question mark it's a little bit looser, yeah. It's starting to become a recurring theme that a lot of guys have arrived at that as their kind of ideal way to eat. Like, I do it. Some of the other guys have, at least half the guys I've interviewed, a 
by the like now that like the time that you and I are recording this right now, I've already done about six or seven of these recent contest winner interviews, and like it seems like everyone's hit this pattern where it, the simplest way to do this is skip breakfast, maybe have a snack for lunch, maybe not, kind of just get by on liquids, coffee during the day, and then at the end of the day have a meal. I think it seems to work for a lot of people this this pattern, and it's easier to just knock breakfast out than it is to try to just just nibble at breakfast because like you said once once you break the seal you're eating yeah if i have like a 500 calorie meal that's that's a big tease now i'm starving mm-hmm. like when sometimes when people see me eat they're just astonished they're like whoa you know you, you'd think your stomach would shrink in appetite size when you go down and i really don't think so mm. yeah i don't know i don't think so either so okay, well then, and so that so that's been your pattern, and then loosening up on the weekend. So that, yeah, a lot of a lot of the other guys do the same thing. Um, yeah, um, let's say for example, last weekend was Mother's Day. There was a big brunch, and then that happened at lunchtime. I ate so much that you know it's taken me most of the week of eating once a day to kind of make up for it. Mm-hmm. And then, but tell me this: Do you at least have the confidence that you have? You've got this. You're, you're, you've got a, a tool and you're you can control it now oh yeah especially since like since uh from 189 to 8010 I had gained some weight back from I was sent to India and then there was a whole Christmas time and everything and I had went from 175 to 190 and I was like shit I'm gonna hit 200 again and it's gonna take another year to burn this off but it just took a few weeks because now once you learn and once everything all makes sense, you kind of know how to do it. And it's easier to keep doing it. I find it went faster the second time than the first time because now I knew everything. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, well, I know how to do this. It'll just take a few weeks and keep knocking it out. Do you have any fear that you'll regress? Or, or did you... Well, that's good that you felt the sort of... You got to about one night, you're like, okay, that's enough. Let's reel this back in. Yeah, it's I'm I'm kind of OCD with that because I don't want to become that big again. So I I I still weigh myself pretty much almost every day, hmm. just and, so I can keep track of, of where I'm going. Yeah, and and so where did you finish the last contest at? One seventy two. And is that is man? So you started at three fifteen or three. Over three, right? Yeah, I was three fifteen, and that that was my heaviest, and I haven't been one seventy two since, like, I don't know, uh, fourteen, thirteen years old. <laughs> Man, that's so good. And so, and and where do you feel like you? What what weight do you want to like kind of hover around? Like you said, one ninety. You definitely, this is getting out of hand. So, where's your comfortable upper limit? right now right now as of this morning i was 175 so i've only gained a couple of pounds like i went up to 180 and went back down a bit so i find that i've i fluctuate between 175 and 183 you know around there depending on how many events for food there are in a week Mm -hmm. that's pretty good did you listen to rich rich sagona's podcast yet I had started to. I I got a, a a few minutes in before I had a rush project. So yeah, he has a he has an interesting concept. After his first transformation years ago, he went from 190 down to like 160 something, and 
and his fluctuation point was around 160, but now he's trying to take it one step further, so his fluctuation point's more around 150. So, kind of like what you're saying, like you're be between 175 and the low 180s, you feel good, but maybe, maybe six to eight months from now, you can shift it down even a bit more. And it's okay to take it in steps. Like, you've made such a huge transformation. You don't need to be perfect yet. Like, well, you don't ever need to be perfect. But, like, if you feel like, oh, man, if I can only fluctuate around 175 or 170, between 170 and 175. So it's almost like you reset your fluctuation point and you could take it in steps. It, seem, it seems to be working for other people. I'd like to do that, yeah, because it, it, it happens often enough that I get frustrated at, the rate that I'm going down and you know you you have to take a step back every once in a while and be like okay I did come from something much bigger so it's fine that I, I'm not trying to move as fast as I think I should be but uh, my goal is to try to get to a weight I guess where I don't have because I'm not sure if it's going to require surgery or not and I'm hoping it won't but I kind of have some loose skin in front of my abs mm -hmm. that makes them not show as much and it's kind of just I guess maybe it's from the initial weight loss that it happened too fast or I don't know what but my skin isn't uh, re-elasticizing there so well you got to give it a bit of time first and then and then you can investigate but even if even if you have to go down that road they're pretty good at it so it, it's I wouldn't worry too much about that I think your first goal should be um, learning to normalize which you already are to normalize at, at a fluctuation point and then if you want to push that down give yourself some time before you take another run at it um, kind of like, like you definitely should listen to rich's podcast because that's kind of the pattern he's following it sounds like you're following the exact same pattern and uh but that's good for other people i even did it too i had like kind of two cut downs so it, it seems to work that way where you kind of can go you can make a big change and then level off for a bit. Then you can make another change and then level off. But now this change is much smaller. Like what you have left to go. I mean, you don't have a hundred and whatever pounds. You got ten maybe, and you'll, yeah. be, you'll be right where there's no there's nothing left lower to go from then on. It's just build, build, maintain, build, maintain muscle. So I think it's all, it's all good now. Said 165 as a target weight for me. Mm -hmm. So like 160, 165. I think that's when I would would stop. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But to, just just have patience from now from here to there. Yes, it'll be uh, it'll probably take just as long as the last year took. You know, in terms of because when I started the Adonis lifestyle on my birthday last year, I was two twenty five. Mm -hmm. So in one year, I went from two twenty five to I guess one seventy two. Mm -hmm. so that's, that's, that's a big change. That's a big change another year to take that last 10 pounds because those are the hardest yeah and and but it doesn't but it still looks good now so everything here is just all good yep yeah it's it's sad but it's made me want to help other people because the way you're treated based on first impressions from being you know 315 and then now it's it's a sad truth of how you're treated but it's explain not, that well, let's say like even when you're walking down the street or, or a job interview or you're meeting someone for the first time, just the way they act with you on first impression when you're standing there at 315 pounds or when you're standing there at 172 is a big difference. Or maybe it's just because I've started to grow in 
confidence over the years, but you are treated differently, maybe like judged less or it's, it's something that makes me want to help other people and make them see how much happier they can be on this side of the spectrum, I guess, than where they are now. Yeah, no, and, and, and unless you've unless you've been there, I mean, we, you've been there, so you know firsthand the feeling. Some some of us have never been to that point where we can remember what that felt like. So that would so so I can see how you can totally sympathize with those people and how you want to change, help them because now you've done something that's rare. You've lost over a hundred pounds. Very few people have ever done that. So you're one of the few people who can say, "I know what it feels like to be both." And I know what the change feels like too. Exactly, and and like and and I want to use that or like my transformation story as a way to kind of dedicate and motivate people to make the same change because I always thought that it would be impossible. Like this was just a dream. I would never be able to be this fit, this lean ever in my life. Mm -hmm. And the fact that I'm here and I'm still. 26 years old like anyone can do it you just need to learn the right information have the right tools and not listen to anybody else because everybody else just loves to steer you off track with what they think is right when it's not right well this is pretty good what, what do you have as far as advice for other guys listening then um Ooh, that's a good one. Tracking calories, I guess. When I started to gain weight after 89 again, I guess it's because, not that I got cocky, but maybe I thought, oh, well, now I know what I eat on a regular basis. I don't need to track it anymore. And then bit by bit, I guess, you know, the summer came, there was fruit season, and, and next thing I know, I'm heavier again. And why? Oh. I guess it's because I stopped counting and when I started to count again I was like okay well that's why I was starting to gain mm -hmm. so for me I always try to keep myself on my fitness pal and just put everything in there at least to get a general idea that I'm keeping under my recommendations for my calorie intake mm -hmm. yeah it can get away on you pretty it can it can get away on all of us if we even though, and I think somewhere we know we're doing it, and we just sort of choose to ignore it. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> it's hard, and like I seem to have trouble with one meal a day. So people who still aren't used to this whole fasting daily and eating three meals a day, I can't even imagine how people stay underneath, you know, a thousand five, a thousand three or whatnot. I know some guys on the boards are, are all into under a thousand a day and that alone is like, ooh, good luck, you know? It's, it's, but yeah, you don't, that seems too ambitious to me. I, I think you got to take it a bit slower. Yeah, because that's what overwhelms people who are trying to make a bigger change because it is overwhelming to go from when you first start tracking, like you're eating 2,500, you know, and holy shit, a thousand, you know, I'm going to starve. And even though you won't, that's what you'll think in the beginning because everything just sounds so scary. But you have to go, I guess, at a rate, at a pace that makes you happy and not want to quit. Like boot camp for me style 
workouts, I would quit. I don't like being uh, yelled at. I don't like being forced to rush and everything. I like to go at my own pace. And I realized that you have to make wanting to the gym, like you have to make the fact that you want to go to the gym fun and not a habit or a chore. I mean, and exactly a habit and not a chore. Mm-hmm. At first, I used to think, oh, my God, three days a week. You know, I'm never going to be able to fit that in my week. And And now you do six. Yeah, and now it's like, oh, my God, I didn't go to the gym yesterday. I feel like shit. Like, I want to go. I I need to go. And I find that that's what's going to help me keep myself this way because I was able to make it a habit. Mm -hmm. And hopefully it's a habit that I'm not going to lose. Yeah, well, it doesn't sound like you will. Well, I mean, that's pretty good. You want to leave it there? Sure. All right. Well, congratulations on the on the transformation, and keep keep moving forward. And for Mike Sarantola, I'm John Barbin, and that's your Adonis Index podcast. <laughs>